When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Okay, it's day two of Dracon. It is a Sunday evening. We've had two days on the go. We are experiencing high levels of brain rot. Uh, Dangerously, critically. <laughs> what is your headline takeaway from Dracon 2024? My main takeaway is that it was a totally different experience and I think you feel the same and that I really, really enjoyed it. And as much as it's absolutely knocked the Daytona wind out of me, um, I really enjoyed it and I wouldn't change it. And it was just a big gay camp fun weekend. Yeah, it was fun. So in t- I guess compared to last year, do you think the level of queens who were there was better, worse, same? What would you say? I think, being brutally honest, it was... It, I think there was a good... I, I think that there was much more of a presence of international seasons and queens I've never seen because I don't like reading subtitles because I want to be on my phone at the same time. <laughs> I can't do two things. I can't do one thing on its own. Um, but I do want to actually get into it. But I think internationally-wise, there was more... But I feel like there was more American queens last year. Yeah. And it was, it felt, I don't know what it, we were talking about this. There was another con on at the same time. Yes. I comic Megacon. Megacon. For any Megacon fans out there. So the, it was like kind of lots of anime shows. Well, we assume based on like what like <laughs> everyone was dressed up. They put the drag race fans to shame in terms of their costuming. That, they, yeah. They, there was like, I went to go to the, get some food and there was two, I assume, two people dressed as Deadpool sitting at a table having coffee. Like... There was lots of Pokemon. There was lots of sort of, uh, I can't remember her Adventure name, Sailor time. Moon Sailor kind Moon. of style people. People in these massive, huge sort of like Transformer <laughs> style bodysuits. I didn't know how they moved. There were so many people. And so like it was, it, it, like, and we thought they were going to DragCon. And Initially, Chris yeah. at one point was like, I wouldn't say that's drag. I'd say that's more cosplay. <laughs> and then Not it made sense. <laughs> Oh, but like, if you can't hear that, Chris bought a shade rattle. By the way, I saw so we went to the um the first booth that sells all of the Drag Race official merch. Yeah, and I said if it wasn't more than twenty pound, but in my mind I was thinking fifteen, I'd buy it. And it was twelve, and yeah. I feel like that's a, an acceptable amount. And they said it didn't need any batteries, so I don't know whether it will run out or it'll be like. I think the batteries were included, is what you meant. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that you could replace the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was that and i think the, the one of the highlights of the first day was when some woman came up to us and was like what's happening today and we were like girl because there's just so many people in like metal gear solid stuff sailor moon drag just camp outfits yeah. as well and there was a lot of people that looked like maybe they could have done crossover between two festival, yeah. festivals conventions. conventions yeah okay so let's jump to the top the first thing we kind of yeah. did we missed this last year because it was three days last year it was only two days this year which i think was a wise choice very to wise choice. cut it down because i think it just meant it was more sort of full less spread out um was the pink carpet walk uh i like that they and maybe they always do this again it's my first time seeing it they had the sort of queens grouped by nationality or 
release mm. like their home uh, franchise um, and there would be like a pit crew member with a sort of like vig- vigil si- sigil walking <laughs> walking in front in of memoriam. them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a banner in front of them saying which season they were so UK came out first and then it was like kind of Spain and stuff like that Yeah, it went on for a long time and so the yeah. announcer was a bit annoying so we a Michelle Visage type yeah. and she was like, like no, this good. Is yeah. and it was it was always coming down the runway unless it was cruising down the runway which we were going to talk about the trend trend alert trend alert <laughs> this doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> um, queens and cars, maybe or drag, drag that queens and cars, drag queens and cars. Um, make that work. Veronica Green, Kitty Scott Claus, at least those two we saw. <laughs> Trend to learn. Oh, <laughs> and a uh, char- charity case, not in a car but in a table. Hers was brilliant. Yeah, that's the standout. I think so. from what we saw, how would you describe it? She was basically it was like it looked like her head, her head, was on head a had been severed and was on a on a kind so of like silver was, plate yeah, on a someone table someone was walking behind her pretending to be headless and her plate her head was on like a a cloche in a cloche yeah um and the table was very wide as well so i don't know what way she was sitting in it but it was really really cool and then another standout for me was lafil who had her hair in bal- in helium balloons and all the balloons said let fill me up and i thought it was good I know Cheddar Gorgeous had this like look that was kind of constructed out of like Polaroid pictures and mm. then went and took Polaroid pictures with some of the crowd, which was very nice. Yeah, that was cool. It was good interaction with the crowd, yeah. actually, I would say. But after a while, though, we kind of like got bored of that voice. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> but also like kind of the same thing happening. So we went to walk. So then like at the end of the pink carpet, there was like an interview with Michelle Passage, some of the queens went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of good to see who was there. Yeah, it was uh, a good taste of everyone who was there. And I think it was, and they were very clever with it as well because they brought out the UK season girls first. Mm. And then they kind of, not to say that they're filler, but probably people wouldn't recognize them as much from the international yeah, like non-English Italy. seasons. We, yeah. we were trying to guess how many queens were coming out. <laughs> You're like, how many are going to come from Italy? Germany. Um, one thing I felt less of this year was that I don't think the boots were as decorated as no. last year or less interesting. Like, I think last year, I mean, Carmen Farala had a really nice sort of crinkly, I don't want to say, I don't want to diminish it by saying tinfoil, but it was kind of tinfoil material, but it looked like, like really... chrome, maybe. Yeah. yeah. S- stunning. Um, we used it as a backdrop for our photo. For, for, <laughs> so, yeah. Now, Envy Peru did that this year, and Cam, Hugh, and um, Paloma from France had a really gorgeous sort of lilac and turquoise. Bewitched inspired, maybe. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And I didn't even know who they were, and I was like, I want to meet them, because it was just so cool. But... And I remember like Maddie Morphis's last year had like a whole sort of crochet thing. She had a story oh, yeah. behind them and stuff like that. I felt like the stalls last year were kind of more like exhibitions of the drag queen. Yeah. Which was still the case. Like I know like Electra Fence had like a kind of birthday themed one because it fell on her birthday. And she that had like cute. party rings and stuff to give out. I remember like last year Tanomi Banks had like a, a, a money, money machine she'd get into. There was kind of just less of that this year. I less felt. theatrics, which I didn't like. And then there was a few queens though. I feel like a few of them. And we don't, maybe we don't know what was going on because mm-hmm. some of them had like their booth kind of closed off. Yeah. We did get to get in to see Janae Jacquet. Did yeah. I say that right? Uh, Janie JK. Janie JK. And she was kind of doing a live stream and stuff like that. And her booth was actually very nice. She was cool. It. But it was like kind of like behind, uh, what would you call it? Tinsel. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm picturing, do you know, like when people put beads over the yes, door? Yes. That, but yeah, tinsel. That kind of, yeah. Um, 
kind of thin plasticky bannery material the, i noticed like the best queens hide themselves from the public because you have to pay to see what they're wearing whereas otherwise you can kind of walk by and have a look at what they're and wearing see what they're like, doing yeah yeah but whereas jujube we went we paid to get into jujube we and I, I didn't i you know long time listener of the show now i love jujube um but she had like basically one corner of like pink like pinceling material and that someone was got sent to the shop that morning yeah i'd say everything was bought for under five pound well yeah probably poundland she probably could have got in mm, yeah it wasn't yeah but again like it is and and like she had a sign up as well as saying that she wouldn't be doing videos that you could buy them on cameo and stuff and i i like i get it i get there's money to be made and stuff but i think because there is like obviously really blessed that we were able to experience this under Sissy that pod. Shout out to Sissy that pod that I was shouting out the entire weekend. Anyone Whenever we stopped, Alan's friend. Uh, this is my friend Keen Heat does a podcast and I want the ground to Hello to all up. the new listeners. Follow <laughs> me up. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, like, I understand as well, actually, in our conversation with Jasmine Kennedy, she was talking about how, like, it's important to kind of, you know, put it together, but also don't br- break the budget because, you know, financially, it, you know, it and it's a gamble much. Yeah, for a is. lot of them, I would say. And especially the American queens, because it's like a big commitment to kind of come over and do it. Yeah. And you don't know what your fan base well, is. Well, whatever with the American queens, they've got a big franchise. Think of like the German queens, or the Thai queens, or the Filipino queens who yeah. are coming all the way over to put on a bootleg, you know? And more so than last year, I feel there was kind of uh, teaming up. So I know um, we actually saw them perform there on the second day. It was like a... Three queens from Philippines, Venus to so Look, Springeding, and Precious Paul and Nicole kind of were a trio, and some of the Spanish queens kind of teamed up as a booth. And then we mentioned Paloma and Calhoun yeah. kind of. So there's kind of more. And Jaya Betty and someone. And Bosco. Bosco. That was yeah, one. yeah. Who were very busy. Um, so anyway, that was kind of like, yeah, so that was kind of one, I guess, kind of. I found it slightly disappointing compared to last year but i guess maybe cost living crisis i don't know yeah uh the second thing we kind of did then was they did a live cast announcement of uk versus the world which is really cool to see that, that. was actually like they didn't really have anything like that last time no. they had like the, we, we had the rupaul dj set we didn't have rupaul this year which was you know well, we missed him but uh we had that instead which was kind of cool can we confirm that it was him last year he's so <laughs> far away <laughs> they could have just pulled it off with a hologram i guess i wanted to see him and go i knew you and you were in nothing <laughs> and he go gorgeous um if you didn't see the cast are arancha casilla mancha from spain Teresa may gothy kendall hannah conda from down under john pers blonde keta minaj from holland la grand dame from france marina summers from philippines tea coffee from the uk and then mayhem miller and scarlet envy um and i'm actually really excited for that i was actually mm. watching episode one of season one of uk versus the world with the iconic baloney dance with jimbo um, oh yeah and i think this is like a more international countries going on i feel like it's going to be like drag your vision and i'm excited for it It feels like the world this time yeah, <laughs> yeah big time uh so that was kind of cool to see and they all kind of came out and michelle did a sort of announcing bit and stuff like that so yeah it was really clever i think it was really nice and it was kind of like it, it did drum up a lot of excitement like we were getting excited and obviously we did like uh, we were editing there on the day, like uh, hour by hour, like trying to get the video up for you guys because we just care so much about you. And I was just earning my keep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. And I think there was a good crowd interaction and it was kind of like a good introduction to some queens that I'd never heard of before. Um, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, to be honest, I would have liked to actually spend more time at the main stage seeing mm. more drag. Um, and... This year, they also had a Bring Back My Girls segment. So T.S. Madison would host 
different cast kind of do the reunions, which was a really nice touch. You can kind of go along and sit down and watch that. I know they kind of had, um, I think Graham Norton did a talk and stuff last year, but this was kind of better, I thought, than than yeah them because it was a kind of a bigger space so we watched the season three of espania reunion there um which is actually really good the queen like uh treats may kind of translated for t.s madison for the queens who couldn't speak english as well um and we got some tea that apparently drag chuchi and visa were fucking on the set and stuff like that it's which is fun. probably not true though i think it was a throwaway comment they didn't they didn't, they didn't dispute it i thought they taught they kind of did because they both said that they had boyfriends in the audience that they were probably dating during the film. I don't think they said they were dating because they all came up because one of the um, a question from the audience said, asked Visa it was like fuck, fuck Mary, Mary Kale, Petita, Clover and uh, Drag Chuchi and Clover was like well he's already fucked Drag Chuchi and then they both kind of said oh yeah that's fair enough. <laughs> We kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Clover's really charismatic and she came across really well. And uh, yeah, the, ca- the cast was You liked strong. Clover. You wanted yeah. to see her boot. We, we couldn't find her though. Yeah, we couldn't find her in the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a fun... But so yeah, we, I would have liked to see more. And I guess if I was not going there to work, I probably would have seen more. Do you know what I was going to say really quickly? But we, we didn't actually discuss this at all. But th- th- there was a bit of a lack of brands. Because remember when it was like an Audible thing last year? Yeah, that was what the Grim thing was, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I think I think the House of Love was a better direction because it was more established and it was more of a like, okay, I know what's going to happen here. Mm. The Audible thing was kind of like one foot in, one foot out. They didn't really mm. commit to doing well, something. Well, Mean Girls and Teletubby sponsored this, yes. which was wild set of sponsors. I like that. Well, I've seen the Mean Girls movie mm. um, before it was released. It's really, really good. Definitely watch it. The soundtrack's amazing. And like, I think they did do a nice nod to it. It was Tace, Ahura... Cheryl Hole and Rosé did like a Mean Girls number to the um, Jingle Bell Rock, but it's not Jingle Bell Rock, it's something else. In it's the a movie. new song, I guess. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. Rocking around. Yeah, anyway, it was really good. Christmas Pole, something. Anyway, and then they played the trailer for the movie. And I was like, that was nice, actually. And it did feel relevant. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of crossover in fans. Definitely me. And we had Daniel... Franzese. Franzese. Had a booth. <laughs> had a booth. <laughs> A full boot. A full boot with a burn with book people. staying up in the Yeah, back, yeah. and fair play to him. Now, that movie came out 20 years ago, and he's still making coin on that I in mean, the UK I mean, at DragCon. Why not? Collect your checks. So, uh, the only people who weren't on Drag Race who had a booth were... Juno Birch. Da- Daniel Francesi, Juno Birch, and then Anna Phylactic from Dragula had a booth as well, which I actually oh. kind of wanted to go on, and we never got a chance to. Um, the rest were all drag queen, but it was kind of Or fun. businesses. Yeah, obviously. And there was, was no businesses. The Traitors this year. Yeah, so... <laughs> obviously i've been watching the traders and i keep going which one of these would make it to drag on who's the amanda of this season but because it's running i think there was no be the there but was wrong. we saw Kieran from season one at the xl yeah because i'd seen him at the finale of uk5 yeah and i asked him was he going to it again not thinking he would be not if he is i'm listening to this hello I do like you, but I was just like, I don't understand. I do like, you. I do like oh, that's how, Press that shade button. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how relevant is your reality TV celebrity status a year on from the traders and they don't really have a present because it, wait, yeah, I mean, I didn't get invited have... to that, that finale and then Kieran from the traders is. Yeah. But I think it's because of the BBC. If okay. you're on the BBC guest list, you're on the guest list for everything. I didn't get invited by the BBC actually. It was because it was being held in the TikTok headquarters that TikTok asked me would I like to go. 
Um, and I had a VIP pass, actually. But um, didn't give me anything for free. But <laughs> got me <laughs> oh, access to you. it. I got free drinks, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, then I gave one to Kate Butch, who we met, who we loved. Oh, yeah. So we could talk about the people that we met. Yeah, so, I mean, you'll hear... And the conversations we had, or you know, I see you on socials, you, you like, I'll, I'm, I'll cherry pick the conversations to kind of give you the best ones. But we got to chat to actually a lot more queens than we did last year, which was great. The press team did a really good job in terms of that. And uh, we were kind of asking them two things. Um, one was, what was their top song on Spotify rap last year? Which led to some really interesting. Really interesting. Re- a lot of really. Apple. Yeah, um, a really strong proportion of them were rapping Apple music. Like Jan was, you might hear. Jan went in on the sound quality of yeah. Spotify. And then, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people are are diehard one or the other. I'm a diehard Spotify girl. I just think they feel less corporate. And I like that. Even though they're literally giving me my statistics. I, I, I use both. Oh, I'm a bit of a messy that's bitch. That's a like that. coin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I pay for Apple and I piggyback on my parents' Spotify. So. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, she's on the family plan. Yeah, she's <laughs> on the family plan. <laughs> the uh, So yeah, we were asking them all about the Spotify wrapped. Uh, so here's a montage of the queens who answered. Candy Muse. I didn't have a Spotify rap, but if I had one, it would have definitely been Tattoo by Laureen. Oh, banger. Oh, that's my shit. Are you a Eurovision fan? Oh, we literally were just talking earlier about we're going to keep up with Eurovision this year. You should. Oh, I'm Big time. Stan, honey. Jasmine Kennedy. I think it was Mabel Definition or, it, yeah, no, I think it was Mabel Definition. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why because I don't listen to her often. The album was uh, Adele 30. Um, she went through a breakup, so she, you know, she had to go through her wine time. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Adele 30 was the one for me. Lawrence Chaney. Do you know what's strange? It was sexy from the Mean Girls musical. Oh. Kind of ra- random, but I love it because it's very like fitting for now. My top artist was RuPaul. Teacher's pet. <laughs> uh, teacher's pet. Proud of it. Um, but I was in the top 0. Point, you know, 0.5%. I mean, I'm a loser. Is that not just you streaming UK Hun on repeat? No, I'll have you know. I think I'm the only person that hasn't streamed that song. I hate listening to my own voice, but I I truly, like, I'm obsessed with the man. Just me. Uh, No, my top song on Spotify, I think, was not a Spice Girls song. I think it was actually Jessie Ware, because Jessie Ware is actually the only person that gays know this year. Or last year. Or Kylie. No, she didn't even appear. Although I did do a Danny Minogue uh, album signing and I did listen to the whole of one of her albums. And I love all of Danny Minogue's music. Giselle Lullaby. What was your top song on Spotify last year? Oh. Celine Dion. <laughs> her brand is strong. Do you know which one? Uh, yeah. Uh, I surrender. <laughs> Super dramatic, <laughs> but I love it. She goes so high. In my head, it's when Celine tried to be like, now you cannot copy that song from me because she, it's literally, she has a panel of like, when her voice goes so high in notes that she's like, okay, okay. We just need higher and higher. And at the end of that song, she's crazy. But um, uh, I love Billie Eilish. I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. I love uh, uh, Mary May from Montreal, Canada. She's nice. Really good. Um, my, my favorite Celine Dion song is That's The Way It Is. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. It's, it's the best. I love you and I. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. you and <laughs> I were married to fly. Banksy. What was my top song on Spotify? Oh, gosh. Probably something with Shirley Bassey. Honestly, I, in my house, play a Shirley Bassey playlist every single day to wake up. 
I know. You can't, I'm waking up to, ah, like, it's amazing. You go, I'm ready for the day. Let's go. I spoke to a woman once who said every morning she gets up and she listens to My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion to charge her day. And I mean, that's the same vibe. I'll tell you what my best waking up song recently has been. Is it Step In Time? By, not, not, not the Oliver Twist one, but um, the, is it, what is it? Um, by Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah, yeah. Step something. Step back in time. Step back in time. That's it. Step back in time by Kylie Minogue has been my wake-up song for the last couple of weeks, and it is so good to be like, gone funk, gone funk, hip hip hip. It's so great. Like just dancing around the room to Kylie is the best move. I need to meet Kylie. Kylie needs to meet me. Let's manifest it. Let's manifest it. Padam, padam. Thank you very much. Kate Butch. Uh, something we're asking everybody is, what's their top song on Spotify? Is yours Kate Bush? Um, this year. Uh, yeah, 2023. Spotify wrapped uh, or whatever. Yeah. This is really embarrassing. Um, my top song, most of my top songs are all of the lip sync songs that we had. Oh yeah, because um, you're practicing. Of course. Um, my absolute number one top song is a different song. It is um, from the Great British Bake Off musical. It's a song called Somewhere in the Dough. It's absolutely amazing. There's a key change in it that will change your life. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm a little musical theatre loser. I love it. I didn't even know there was a musical. It's great. It was great. Is that, is that the dream role? To, the to like play the tent in the Bake Off musical, please. Because you're a big top. A bit, <laughs> or I'll play Prue Leith and wear some nice glasses. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Okay, Lucy Laduca. Was yours let loose? Um, no, no, actually, I'm like a total weirdo. I think it might have been um, Spellbound by Susie and the Banshees. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're throwing it back. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that kind of music. I, I love um, rockabilly music yeah. a bit, too. Uh, I love Psychobilly, I love the cramps, I love the meteors, um, weird stuff. Not draggy stuff at all. But I, I mean, I love, I love the drag songs too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. They're, they're great. There's that one about the, the girl on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> cover girl? Yeah, yeah. Cover girl. Yeah. Heard of it, heard of it. I'm aware of her work. Danny Beard. Um, <laughs> Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. When I love a song, it's literally on a loop. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a banger. Yeah. So, I, I'd like to see you around your house singing that. trying to learn the rap, which made okay. the top song on Spotify. <laughs> and can you do the rap? Yes, and I'm not going to do it now. Electra Fence. Oh, good question. Barbie. The Barbie album. Um, Billie Eilish. What was I made for? I don't know. What were you made for? <laughs> what were you made for, babes? Um, <laughs> what was I made for? I, it gets me in my feels. I get in the shower, you know. To have a good time and just like sit on the floor, cry. It's been a fun year. Even when I act, do you know what I mean? Acting at the shower, pretending like I'm on stage with the rain pouring on me, and I'm just like, what was I made for? Do you remember Rihanna did Diamonds on the X Factor? Oh, That's the vibe. Yes, that vibe. Yes. Taste. It was probably. It was probably this is artist I love called Regina Hardon, and she's very similar to an artist called Only Fire. Have you heard of them? They do very robotic, dirty music. Like it's like Siri talking absolute shit. Nice. Like sit on your face, call you a chair, all that crap, and I love it. Nice. Okay. Like robotic slut pop. Yeah. Slut. Yes. Yes. Robotic slut pop. That's the one. We go perfect. And short but sweet, Jan. But my stop. My my top song of Apple Music was Pure Honey by Beyonce. Oh, I mean, what a good one. That's very good. Who knew the Candy Muse was such a Eurovision fan? I would never have guessed that. She was a very interesting person to interview. I thought she would be terse and intimidating. And she was 
so nice. I was talking about the last year when we were out in the bar and she and some of the queens were out and I went up to her and I said, Candy, Candy, Mew, and she glared at me that I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. She thought she was in a safe space, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she did. But she was so lovely. I, I, I think we were both buzzing after that interview. That was our, well, our second interview technically, but first kind of um, one that we knew we were going to include. And I think that really set a good bar on, like, if Candy's what, listening, um, that I really, really good energy, really good, like, presence. And I get why so many... I, I like her anyway. I get why so many people get annoyed if she's loud and stuff. But I think she had such a good, like, rapport with Keen. And Keen was... Shout out to Keen. He Thanks. was really, Hi. honestly very very admirable like just so good with talking to the queens and giving them questions that they weren't going to get the whole time um because i could hear like i not not to shade the press <laughs> i was not impressed <laughs> by some of the press was a it was a very like obviously not drag race fans just there to cover it but like with keen there was like a lot of and you'll hear it now that you'll get like kind of not tea but maybe some kind of information you wouldn't have known about them unless that specific question was asked like for instance like which we won't be able to play but when you went to go visit juju b's yeah. booth and you asked her about the dungeons and Dimension drag queens 20 yeah the dungeons and drag queens thing she did mm. um but that's more me being selfish i mean thank you for the kind words i tried my best to get something interesting uh but yeah i tried to ask them about things that not everyone i'm not gonna ask them they're gonna go on all stars everyone asks them that yeah i mean i do a lot i normally start off with how's your drag con just to wet the whistle but i did try so let's just hear a montage of them Lawrence Cheney, thank you so much for chatting to me today at DragCon. How's it going for you? Thank you for having me. No, um, I'm truly so excited. Listen, I can make fun of how we speak. We are We're Celtic Celts. brothers. We're Celts. Um, and, and this is the thing. I just love being at DragCon and being silly. I think DragCon's like a time where you can just let loose and have fun. You know, that's what everyone that comes here does. So, you know, it's nice that we're having our own fun. Absolutely. You're wearing a, a gorgeous dress made from 20 pound notes. Is that because uh, the king's in and they had all these leftover notes at the mint? <laughs> How dare you uh, make fun of my close personal friend, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, yes, yes. Um, but no, um, so the whole vibe of this outfit was it has many meanings, right? Obviously, it's a bit controversial, whatever. But the whole thing, I'm sick of everyone saying to me, they say, wow, you've lost so much weight since you're saying, wow, oh my God, oh my God. And my whole thing is I said, well, if I've lost the pounds, let me put the pounds back on me. And of course, I told that to Michelle Visage earlier on and she was like, aha, you know, how she laughs. Um, oh, sorry, you say I didn't give you enough of a laugh. No, but you know, oh, please, if I told RuPaul about that, she'd go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she would die laughing, so. Annoyingly, at that point, I was told to basically wrap it up. Um, so, on to Banksy. Banksy, thanks for chatting. We'll be quick. You've got a full queue, which is good to see. Booked and blessed. Uh, we were just talking about uh, that you very kindly listened to an episode of the show. We were big fans of you on the uh, on Drag Race. And we were devastated when you left. Gone too soon. Oh, the entire world was really upset. So many people were depressed, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, why didn't Elton John release a charity single for that sort of tragedy? Do you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Banksy in the Wind was going to come out, I think. And I'm, I'm expecting it to be done maybe for an All-Stars season if I go home there. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be recorded. I think it's a zoo. Yeah, I'll sing it. And in the wind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to be camp. Perfect. Uh, I, 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 sometimes when a queen 
that has amazing fashion goes home early, I get like this grief for all the looks we missed. Did I know you post them on Instagram and stuff like that, but were you raging you didn't get to show all, all your wardrobe? You know, they were incredibly uncomfortable. So it, everything I wore was literally, like, I mean, literally I'm wearing a fur coat because I'm so uncomfortable with everything I wear at DragCon, but on the show was even worse. It was like walking in them. They were really made photographs and then having to walk in them was like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything that I'm supposed to do. So I was kind of happy that I got to take the photos of them and then be immortalized like that instead of being immortalized of waddling yeah. and things like that, which I did immortalize waddling into the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Yeah. The, the, the the one you wore yesterday, right, with the red dress. Yeah, I was waddling my way to the very top that week. I really was. <laughs> you were. Um, did you watch? Do you watch Dragula? I love Dragula. My lovely sister Anna Flantic was on Dragula. Did you see there was an also uh, David Bowie Yamamoto inspired look? Yes, exactly. From um, Hammer. Throb. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Jarvis Hammer did it, and honestly, they, we were we did two different vibes. But they were both brilliant. And Jarvis Hammer, I love Jarvis Hammer. Like, the way that Jarvis paints is incredible. And also, they're funny as hell. And also, they did David Bowie. What else can you not like? Banksy, I'll let you back to your busy queue. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you, Angel. Love you lots. Bye. Uh, Jan, so good to chat with you. How are you keeping? I'm wonderful. How are you, sweetie? All good. I'm happy. I'm feeling the jantacy oh, now. So it's all good. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's alive and well. And it's January. Oh, it's, it's, it's January. It's Jan season. Uh, you're here with a collab as well, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here with a clap. I am here with my namesake. It's the biggest accomplishment of my career. I have my Jansport Janny pack. And yeah, there's a backpack too. Yeah. And I am just so honored and so proud. I really was so excited. I've had these in my hands for a year now and I wanted to bring them to the UK and make this my big, big launch because the fans here are just the most incredible. No shade to the USA fans, you should get your suit. <laughs> um, but I love it here and I'm so happy to be here with this collab, it's amazing. Nice, how, like what sort of input did you get to put in? Did you get to choose the houndstooth and the purple uh, and everything? Everything, this is all me, yeah. I literally was like, I just was really going through a houndstooth era. We've been working on this bag for a year and a half now. And I was like, what's gonna be big in 2024? And I was like, houndstooth. And so <laughs> I was like, let's put a little twist on it. Let's give it a little lavender moment, my signature color. And yeah, I got to pick it. I did the logo and um, I was so happy that Jansport really gave me the you know creative freedom yeah. to make what I want and really trusting that it was gonna be alongside the integrity of their company. So When you open it, does it go, not this? <laughs> no, the shade button actually starts playing. <laughs> okay. And then when you look inside, oh, there's a face crack, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So get yours, get yours. I was going to ask about those moments, because some of your most like, you know, iconic moments are not this or the face crack. Is it frustrating that you're like, I spent ages on all these looks and all you care about is one face crack? No, you know what? I have to say that that moment is going to be one that I remember for the rest of my life. Um, you know, obviously it was the worst moment that's ever happened to me and um, really set me into a deep start, a dark spiral for years and years to come. Um, but yeah, I'm healed now and I'm realizing how much fun it is because you know what? I won Drag Race selling a robe. So you know what? Thank you for giving me that moment. Thank you for making me a meme. And I'm so happy that everybody has a robe now. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I I loved your drag on the show both times. I think you did so well. And obviously you robbed on several occasions, if you ask me. Uh, has it changed much since the show, would you say? 
Oh, my life has changed completely. Oh, more your drag. Has your drag? Oh, my drag. Oh, yeah. I mean, my legs are out. We're giving, like, sexy fun right now. I feel like, you know, I, I took everybody, you know, well, let me say this. To all the fans out there who want to critique other people's drag, it's a journey. And if unless you do drag, you really have no idea how difficult it is to do what we do and make it look as easy as possible. I feel like the only reason why you can critique is because we make it look so easy. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people were like, I don't get her drag. I'm a musical theater girl. I'm very campy. I love to throw some flavor into it and give some camp and just, you know, do a twist on things. But right now I'm in my little sexy era. I'm feeling really hot and um, I want to show my legs out and um, yeah the aesthetic is changing but every good artist should be able to reinvent themselves and that's what I'm in right now and this is the start of a new era your hot girl January hot girl January baby it's cold outside but not for this home okay <laughs> she stays warm she stays warm because she's just covered in checks. <laughs> you also, we saw you perform out there on the main stage uh, singing Shallow, both the the Bradley and the Gaga parts. So good. Thank you. I'm versed in that way. And uh, <laughs> I love I love to play all roles. I'm an actor first. And um, yeah, I'm, I, and, and a singer second, as you heard. Well, I mean, I guess no, they're, I'm, I'm, they're both competing for the top spot. Let's say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it going to be a door? Is it going to be Bianca Del Rio? We'll never know. Danny Bird, so good to chat. How are you keeping? Uh, amazing. How are you keeping? All good. You're a friend of the pod now at this point. I haven't got a chance to chat since you're a winner, baby. Thank you very much. How How has the rain been? Um, it's really wet normally <laughs> and miserable, but the plants love it. Isn't it great for the yeah? You know, we have, great we have for to the environment the rain, isn't it? Better than the snow. Absolutely. <laughs> How have you found uh, the after show hosting? Amazing. Love doing it. It's unfortunately not recommissioned, um, even though it's had the best viewing figures of any winner. But that's, there you that's go. up to the BBC. I think they have to take a long time to commission a show. It's a shame, but I loved doing it. It was my prize. I came up with the whole concept and pitched it, and they loved it, and the fans loved it, and. It was a really nice thing to do, do you know what I mean? I want It's what I want to do. Yeah. So I tried something new, and I think for the most part it worked. But, you know, it might come back in a different form, so let's see. There we go. I mean, you've had such an amazing year. I feel like you've been on everything. And one thing I was so good to see you at was Eurovision. How was that in your home? Uh, Eurovision was incredible. Camp and everything that every gay loves, wasn't it? Yeah. Singers, powerful women, sequins, and the odd absolute nut job. It's like it's like going out in heaven on a Saturday night in London. Yeah, absolutely. And I hadn't been to Liverpool before until so I went to Eurovision, and I am obsessed with it. It's fab, in it? And it really felt the right place for Eurovision. It's a shame it won't come back, but I think Liverpool should run with this and put their own version of it on and do some kind of music festival that's based in the arena and around because it was just such a nice vibe and seeing it all all lit up and everyone being at home in Liverpool was just lovely. It's nice It's nice when Liverpool gets something like that and they do well with it. Yeah. You know, we like That's showing pretty much Liverpool. Uh, so hope you the episode. Absolutely. Um, so that was 2023. Yeah. What do you have ahead in 2024? Wow. Lots happening. For reference, pizza just came to the room, but that's why we're wrapping up, girl. Oh, no, I can't do that again. It's my live theatre tour. We're going right across the UK and beyond. All right, that's it. Thank Ireland? you so much for listening. Nope. Uh, thank you, Chris, for, um, for having me. Thank you for listening, guys. <laughs> Woo! And to drag country. Yeah. Maybe Ireland. Let's put the initial tickets Pop on sale. There is talk of taking it to Ireland, but if you ever took a tour bus to Ireland and a band of five and a crew of five, it's a nightmare. 
Okay. Costs a lot, which we got to get the bums on the seats. But um, it's called Straight Expectations, as I say. It's all new songs, all new comedy. And I'm just, yeah, so blessed to be able to do it. Back at the Edinburgh Fringe again with it. And yeah, we're, we're, we're taking it around. We're going global. Because I know you did sing a bit in uh, in your season, but I no, feel I like you didn't sing properly. You, you didn't sing properly. No. I'm I've seen you sing properly and you are amazing. But some people feel like they need to really show off and on Drag Race, which is what you do, like I'm a show off naturally, but also you've got to do what's right for that challenge, I think. And if I just tried to start riffing and showing off my singing for like, for example, Larry Poppins character that didn't need that, I, you know, the job comes first, not showing off. Yeah, absolutely. If you're good at what you do, you know, you naturally show off. And <laughs> you are good at what you do. Would you ever consider Eurovision? I'd love to do Eurovision. Funny thing is, I got asked to do Eurovision. I was in the mix for it about five, six years ago, with a song called "Gorgeous," and it never, we never got to. It was when the TV show was still on. Okay. You decide, and we never, we made it to like the final ten, and we didn't get on the TV show. But I would 100% do Eurovision. Yeah. I mean, it's camp. It's it's drag. Is I, we we if it's not me, it should be someone in drag representing it for the UK. I mean, Ali Alexander will do a good job, right? He'll do an amazing job. Yeah. An amazing job. I think if it was drag, though, it'd just be another level of, you know, let's say excellence. Let's go with that word. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and it kind of forces, you know, certain countries that aren't that progressive to accept drag in different forms as well, which is great. Yeah. And queer and the queer population. But it's, Eurovision's always been queer-coded. It's always done that, and I think that's what makes it so special. Taste, so good to chat to you here at DragCon. How are you? I'm amazing, thank you. Living my life and fucking... Oh, sorry, I'm swearing over... I could swear, good. Piss, cunt, bitch, ball, shit, fucker, cunt. Ha! I'm amazing, I'm living my life. It's gorgeous. I'm happy to be here. It's my fourth DragCon, two in LA, and this is the second one here, and I'm just living my life. And it's really good to catch up with all the queens I'd work with, maybe in America, and things I haven't seen in a while, and just seeing all the girls from my fellow UK seasons and speak to the fans. I mean, it's just a big old party. And I love a party. Absolutely, we saw. We actually saw you at the Clapham Grand last night. You were performing. Oh, uh, yes. What a show! Thank you. I try my best, seem to please. There's a bit of cream crackered knackered afterwards, but we're here now. I've had a shot on a pot noodle, and I'm ready to rock. A shot on a pot noodle. That is. That is the hangover cure. It's the concoction, baby. Sweeping the nation one day at a time. Shot of vodka tequila. Tequila all the way. I'm a tequila girl. Silver. Keep that nice. away from my face. <laughs> do, I, I like to think, do you know what there's the ritual with tequila, with the salt and the lime? I like to think that you do, down the tequila, I do the salt and then... like water, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't mess around with the salt. Like, who, why does everyone want salt rims on margaritas? What's that about? Put sugar on the rim, but I want sugar on my rim. Baby. <laughs> I like the, the, the like ritual of the salt and then the lemon. Like, it's a kind of like a tradition. I mean, maybe someone should just spit in my mouth and then chuck the shot in. That can be my ritual. Okay, perfect. So do you down the pot noodle right after the shot? <laughs> the pot noodle I enjoy too much to down it all in one go. The shot I want to get rid of. The pot noodle. i got a pot noodle right now somewhere. It's just a bit cold. There it is. It's over there. Oh, shout out to the pot noodle. Thank you. <laughs> hey, pot noodle. <laughs> uh, adored you season two of UK, even though like you might not have had the best win ratio. I'm such a stack cast. You oh, were still well, my choice to win. You were still my choice to win. Sinking, so it's all good. They needed a show at the end of the day because the season, the lip syncs on season one were boring AF, so they needed a yeah, 100%. How has your drag changed since the show? Oh, how has my drag changed? I think I just try and play around more with certain things. I think you can kind of get stuck in a rut with like maybe your whatever 
your drag look, persona, vibe is. I think it's time to just get away from it for a minute and chuck shit at the wall, see what you're looking at, smear it all around and live it up. Lucy LaDuca, so good to chat to you at DragCon. How's it going for you? I'm doing wonderful. My feet are absolutely killing me. But other than that, I'm having an incredible time. Uh, I really relate to you on season 15 because we are, we are queers in construction. And there's few of us. Are you? Yes. There's few of us oh my God. <laughs> out there. There are a few of us, yeah. Now, I am... I'm more the consultancy side rather than, okay, really the, but I'm on the site and I'm like planning my drag race podcast and then talking about like concrete. It's, it's a weird world. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, for years I was doing construction during the day and then I was getting in drag and going and doing that at night. And I, I would come in the next day and just be like, oh, what a crazy show. I also didn't sleep for about 10 years. So did your colleagues know you were doing drag? Yes, yeah, I, I am not in the business of hiding who I am. I did that for a long time when I was a kid, and so now I am very much what you see is what you get. I don't care how small the town is. I don't care where I am. I am wearing short shorts and a crop top, and I'm going to be uh, as gay as they come. Would they ever come see you? Um, yes, actually, my boss would come see me all the time. Amazing. Yes, amazing. There are some great people in construction. Also, you wouldn't have houses if you didn't have construction, so think about that. Exactly. Uh, did you build anything cool? Um, you know, for years I would build custom in-ground swimming pools. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I did uh, excavation, steelwork, plumbing, electric, all of that. And, you know, I would sort of transform people's backyards. It was really cool. I mean, this is, I'm probably the only person asking you these sort of questions, yeah, but actually, I think it's, it's so interesting. It's refreshing. It's kind of nice. People are like, so like, what's the gaggiest guy that ever gigged? And I'm like, let loose, I'm you like, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all day, all day. And I'm like, I'm here from Construction Weekly. Yes, oh my God. I Honestly, but I find that so interesting. Such an interesting dichotomy and especially like, because it's she something... Dichotomy. She said, that's a... Sorry, that's dichotomy. A, that is an expensive word. Dichotomy. But it's something that I still struggle with feeling myself on construction sites because they're so macho. So fair play yeah. that you managed to overcome it. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta live your life. Season sixteen is on. Back to the back to the regular yeah. <laughs> regular programming now. What's it like seeing the new crop in your space in your territory? It's amazing. It's uh, I mean I this cast is so 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 talented. I'm really excited for them. I've met a ton of the girls and they're all lovely. Um, and what's a weird thing that happened to me when I was watching the first episode? I immediately thought I have to get back there. And I was really confused by that because people would say, well, are you going to go back and you do All-Stars? I would say, I don't know. i got to think about it. As soon as I saw the workroom, I was like, get me back in there. I know. I didn't hide that I'm very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't think I'm allowed to ask you whether you're going to All-Stars, but on that note, is it specifically US or would you be up for, like, drag around the world? I don't know. Um, I just really don't like being in the same room as Theresa May. Um, that she scares me, like visually, um, um, emotionally, all of my mentally, senses, mentally, physically. Lucy's even. put up with years on a construction site, but one one evening with Theresa May sent her one over the minute with Theresa May. <laughs> Let me tell you, torture. Have a great dragon. Thank you so much. Do um, go on and and do, and do God's work and, and Jesus Christ's missions. I will on the construction <laughs> sites. I'm here with Ginger Johnson, the reigning queen of Drag Race UK. We've got to keep it quick, so jumping straight in. How's Drag Race going for, or how's Drag Con going for you? It is absolutely 
wild. This is like Disneyland and I'm Donald Duck. And it's wonderful. Or it's a bit like a boot sale. I think you're more of a Mickey Mouse, I think, of the oh, dragon. I like Mickey, yeah, okay. <laughs> you it's will like, always take like Mickey. It's like a boot sale and I'm the boot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. The fans are amazing. I love meeting these people. It's just, it's, it's, I still can't believe any any of this, you yeah. know? Um, at the day after the finale, I went straight into a theater show. And so today, when I unpacked the crown out of the cardboard box that was in since the night I got it, it's the first time I've actually had a moment to be like, oh my God, I won. <laughs> and have you have you come to DragCon as a non-Rue girl and now you're experiencing the other side of it? No, I've never been before. Okay. I've never been before. And it's it, it's amazing. The, the annoying thing about it is, I want to go and meet all these drag queens. I know. There's so many drag queens here that I adore, and now I'm in my little sausage castle talking to the fans instead. So tomorrow, I think I'm going to put on uh, some sort of disguise mm. and go running out, because there's some people here I want to see. Okay. Ginger, lots of people waiting to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time, and have a lovely day tomorrow. Thank you. This is so fun. Kate Butch, such a pleasure to chat to you today. How's your weekend going? It's going fabulously. I'm having such a great time. Everyone's been so lovely. I'm quite overwhelmed, sensory-wise, but I'm, I'm loving it. I'm thrilled. You had such a good reaction on the show, like you were amazing, such a narrator of the season. How has it been to sort of like get all the praise? It's been wild. I, I didn't really expect that because I'm not like a drag race drag queen, but I'm s slightly breaking the mold of my own silly little bastard drag way. Um, just having a nice time. I think um, it was rare to see someone on Drag Race unburdened by the desire to win. That's nice though, that's yeah. refreshing. I knew I wasn't going to walk in the first day and I was like, everyone's gorgeous and they've spent more than £4.50 on this. So <laughs> I'll just be silly and have a nice time. And that seems to be what people wanted to see, which is lovely. But now that you've come out and you've seen the response to you, do you think, yeah, well, maybe if I do it again, now I might be able to win? I think maybe yes, if, I, if I spend a bit of money on it, um, get get some taste, um, that would be lovely. Uh, luck, all my season five sisters, I've having a stroke, I'm sorry. All my season five sisters have been very nice and they've said, if you ever get on, we'll talk to all our designers and our, all our stylists and everything and like we'll get you going in a good package to help us win for the, for the season. We can look forward to that in the future. Fingers crossed, if they ask me. I am available, very available. <laughs> Has Kate uh, Bush been in contact? I don't think she's got her phone. I don't think she's watched it. I'm sorry, I know a lot of people have watched Drag Race and they should, but... Um, she watches Netflix. She has. Sorry, she watches Stranger Things. Specifically Stranger Things, and there's nothing stranger than me on the TV. I mean, honestly. <laughs> but no, she's not reached out. Um, and I think if she does, it will be with a cease and desist letter. Okay. Um, <laughs> I live in fear. I'm scared of her. Just be like, stop it. Stop using my name. So you're fresh out of the season. What are your plans for this year? Oh, I'm just going to run around and scream and be a silly little idiot in all the towns and everything. I'm going on tour with Banksy and Amazing. Uh, Victoria Scone. Oh, amazing. And lots of other fabulous drag performers. Uh, we're doing an adult panto in February, I know. <laughs> really? Who'd have guessed? Um, but we're going uh, all over the country being silly. And then after that, the world's my oyster. I'd love to do more stuff with Ginger mm -hmm. um, and do my own stand-up show again, Wuthering Shites. I mean, yes. Um, and then just yeah, just see where this wild, crazy ride takes me. Would you rewrite the show or is it all there? You just want to get it back out of here? It's my magnum opus. It's perfect. Um, I might add in a couple of references to a TV. To TV, some TV work that I've done. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, and the Kate Bush impersonation that I did. Yes. Okay, perfect. Kate Bush, thank you so much for chatting. We say have a lovely weekend. Thank you. You too, my darling.
so that's it for the DragCon footage in podcast form anyway go over to the instagram there's some fun videos of us playing answer smash with the queens uh, we've got two videos and maybe a third one coming if i get a chance to edit it this week and some photos of who i got to see and what they looked like and all that sort of stuff i'm sure you've been following it anyway on different people's pages but we're welcome over to sissy that bot anytime to check out what the josh was thank you for listening i'll be back next week with episode three of season 16 bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.